Hey, warriors, welcome to the Untamed Life podcast, where we are breaking free from those chains of the past and rising to lead extraordinary lives. I believe it's time for us to ditch the rules of this world that are keeping us enslaved in the grind, playing from behind, and instead opt into a conscious and strategic upgrade, one that is founded in spiritual principles that can only be accessed through the power of the heart. So if you are craving deeper, more meaningful relationships, vibrant bodies full of life force, true prosperity in all arenas, and a life of adventure, this podcast is for you. My name is Christine Jewell. I'm a high-performance coach and spiritual mentor, and together we will awaken the king or queen you are destined to be so that you can experience the fullness of life that's waiting for you. Let's dive in. All right, welcome back. Today we are doing part two of this three-part series on giving and receiving abundantly all that we are created for. Last time we talked a lot about some of the blocks around receiving, how good are you at receiving, right? And how we, some of us are actually repelling the very things that we say we desire and we want so much in our lives. Today, I want to talk about the art of giving, the art of giving with ease, art of releasing things willingly and graciously happily, knowing that things are going to circle back to us, right, with gratitude and appreciation, or are we giving with this like resentment kind of energy, right? How good are you at giving things in your life? Because really, we are talking about being able to let things out and empty ourselves so that we can fill ourselves back up. But there's a lot of people that want, 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 (laughs) desire, 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 or asking for things, but we're not willing to give what, you know, so that we can receive. We're not willing to give. And today I'm not talking about exchanging or bartering. And that's one of the first things that I want to come into is a lot of us, you know, are we in the state of like, I have to give in order to get, I'm just going to jump right into it. You know, we're going to talk about a couple of the different things that we fall into when it comes to giving. So one of the first things I see that blocks people from really being in this state of flow receiving and exchanging beautiful energy with humans in their relationship in business is that a lot of people are stuck in this bartering energy. Again, I talked about this last time in terms of receiving, but when you give, are you giving from a place of trading? So what I mean by this is I'm giving to get, right? I'm giving because I, I expect something back. So how do you know? Because you're resentful. If you give something, you're resenting giving it when it doesn't come back, right? So we might be excited in the initial, like, yeah, I'm going to give this compliment or I'm going to do something for my spouse. I'm going to plan an awesome date night. I'm going to plan this epic thing for my team members. And we're going to give Christmas bonuses. You know, I'm going to give financially to an organization. But how we know that we are in this exchange that is rooted in pride, manipulation, and the ego, is that when we don't get something back, we don't get that compliment returned, we don't get the significance or the accolades for the thing that we did for the charity or the organization, we don't get the, um, you know, the return back from the client or the team that we put into, the resentment oozes right? The resentment begins to build and it creates this mountain of resentment. So this is how we know, you guys, this is how we know when we are giving to get, and it's a hard one 
to really wrap our heads around, to, to really acknowledge. But I would ask you, how resentful are you right now as you are giving to your children? I speak to a lot of parents. I work with a lot of parents. I have three children of my own, three stepchildren. So there's a lot of giving that goes on as a parent. And yet so many of the parents I talk to are really in secret, resentful and uh, stressed out, burned out. And really a lot of this is because they are over giving. They're not full. They're not nourished themselves. So they're giving from an empty, empty place. And so I would actually suggest that when we give from an empty place, we're actually incredibly selfish. The martyr complex, the martyr complex that is so familiar, the martyr, the savior complex, I talked about in a previous episode, I'll link that up in the show notes below. But this martyr complex that's always giving, giving, giving to their own detriment, to the detriment of their mental health, their capacity, way beyond what they're, you know, really able to give. Is actually one of the most selfish places to be. Because in that moment, what we're doing is we're actually giving to get something back, right? We're giving to get significance. We're giving to get meaning. We're giving to get love. We're giving to get affection. And it's because we're starved ourselves, right? We're malnourished ourselves. We're hungry for affection. We're hungry for love. We're hungry to have somebody say, hey, I see you. Thank you. I love you. Thank you. You're an amazing leader. You're an amazing husband. You're an amazing woman. So we get into these cycles of giving to get. I was actually talking to a client a while ago that was giving and giving and giving. And he was like, really a giver, giver, giver. And yet secretly, right? Unconsciously, he was giving to get. He was going to his wife, his woman, you know, to get his needs met, but to take, to take her energy, to take the love. He was going with this sort of subconscious um, current and this energy of going to get or giving to take. And I'll tell you that people can sense that, right? People can sense that. And you guys listening, you know that when someone's giving you something and there is an expectational energy to it, there is this like, ooh, right? I can sense like I'm going to have to give something back. There's an obligational energy and this kind of like force that feels like something's, someone's coming to pull something from you or take something from you. And you may not even realize that you might be giving that off to people. So if you are in a relationship right now and you are a man listening to this or you're a woman listening to this, and when you actually give something to your partner or give something to your team or give something and people are like, oh, what's what's the catch? Like, I'm not really sure, right? I'm not saying this is always the case, but notice that if someone is actually recoiling on the other end or not receiving what you're giving very easily, okay, this is an energetic exchange as well, they may sense that there is some attachment there, right? And there's a difference between someone just being in a state of just mistrusting all gifts and all giving, and that's their own thing, versus being able to pick up on, hmm, you know, this does not feel like a good exchange right now from a grounded place, from a place of discernment. So the first thing I wanted to dive into is, are you really giving from a pure place, from a place that you are full, that you want to give, or are you giving to get? 
So where are you giving affection? Because you are going to get affection. Where are you giving compliments? Because the reality is you're just looking to hear, needing to hear words of affirmation and you're going to external validation to get it instead of what I believe is going within, going to the source of our ultimate worth, which is God being in conversation and being reminded every day of who we are, whom we belong to, what we're made out of, what we're made for. See, when we go to the external to get these things, we start taking. And we know that that external validation never satiates. And it's something I talk about a lot. And of course, we are here to edify each other. We are here to build each other up. We're humans. We need each other. Children do need to hear that they're loved. They need to have physical affection. Lovers, husbands and wives and partners, lovers, we are created for each other. So there is both an instinctual biological need for each other, for touch, for affection. And there is an emotional need for bonding and healthy attachment. Like this is absolutely real. This is not like I'm not negating that because that is very real. And we get to honor that. So when we're giving somebody something, you know, our husband, our child, can we also honor like I'm giving to them? Yes, what they need because they're human, they're created for this. But can I give it from that knowing? Can I give it to them because I want to provide that for them? And also because I'm coming from a secure place, not because I'm going there to get my needs met. So really the question is, where does it originate from? What is the focus, right? If it's focusing on self feeding yourself, then be careful with that. I would just like, let's tune into that because this can be one of the greatest blocks to people actually receiving the compliments and the gifts that we want to give to them as well. We may not even realize that there's an energy or current behind our gift. Right. And I see this a lot in couples that are struggling, men especially, that say, Well, I'm trying to give her a compliment. And she's just like, She doesn't hear me. You know, I'll tell her she's beautiful. I'll tell her she looks amazing. I'll tell her she's doing a great job and she doesn't hear me. Um, she doesn't receive it. And so a lot of times when I'm when we are in coaching calls, I'm gonna ask the guy, okay, what was your intention in going and giving that compliment or going, you know, going to get there? Was there an agenda? Were you going to get? And you know, not always. But sometimes they'll say, oh, shoot, you know what? Yeah, right. Um, I was going to get something. And so, again, we get to just check ourselves. We get to be in integrity and we get to move forward consciously and being aware of the energy that we're giving in. Another thing that I see here that is a block to really like uh, to giving and receiving with ease. And we're talking about moving into a state of being abundant, right? More abundant, more prosperous is that we're giving, but we're actually giving in this energy that we're actually being taken. Something is being taken from us. So now we're not going to take, right? We're not going to barter or exchange. We're actually feeling this sense of loss as we're giving something away, so it almost feels like energetically something is just taking from us and we're losing, right? And I've seen this a lot and I've seen this a lot in my own life, actually. This was probably another very familiar pattern for me in the past was, you know, if I was donating money or I was giving something, uh, you know, especially financially, financially was a big one for me. I've had to do a lot of work around fear of losing fear of loss. I've lost homes. I've lost homes multiple times. We, we've had businesses, you know, that have completely disintegrated and we've rebuilt from the ground up. So there's been a lot of like, quote unquote, loss or releasing in my life. And so for many years, 
I, I had a really hard time, especially anything to do with financial security, anything to do that would give me this sense or feeling of a false sense of security, but you know, money, letting go of money. It was almost like this visceral reaction where I would give it, I wanted to give it, but my body was like, oh, cringy, right? There was an unease in my spirit. There was a un- discomfort viscerally in my nervous system. There was a reaction to a response from much earlier in my life, right? Of losing everything, losing our home, losing my home after divorce, walking away from everything and rebuilding from the ground up. So it took a lot of awareness and a lot of work to realize that these visceral triggers were happening that had to deal with things that I had not reconciled and resolved in my past. It took a lot of trust in the knowing now, here and now, like, what do I know about God now, about God's provision? What do I know about the way that I'm able to rebuild and recreate? What do I know about how energy works and and the supernatural blueprints of giving and receiving what are the heavenly principles of how you know giving works when we give and things are multiplied like do do i have that embodied or is it just something that i know in my head but i haven't truly been in the practice of right we may say we know something in our head you know cognitively it makes sense in our head we have the knowledge but it's not yet embodied. We still have to go through more integration, more practice. And as we're practicing, we are reaffirming and we are redeclaring what we know to be true in this moment right here and now and not going and reliving the past. So are you giving graciously in gratitude, knowing that as you give, things naturally get multiplied, right? If I'm, or are you giving and then you're attached to this energy of losing. And there's this friction, like something's being pulled from you. You're, you're getting less than. So if I give money, then there won't be enough for me. If I give food, there won't be enough for me, right? And like this shows up in all kinds of behaviors. It can look at like how much food you're putting on a plate when you're serving people. Like, are you actually like giving and then seeing, you know, is it, is it all equal or am I losing? Somehow we could be at a huge buffet. We see this, like people going to, to, to buffets or family dinners and like, fighting over how much food is on their plate or, or making sure it's all even because as if, if they put less on their plate or if they put less or they give more, right? If they give more, that means that I'm getting less, I'm losing out. And so this was my pattern for many years, not about the buffet thing, but I mentioned about money, about giving of my energy, giving of my time, especially um, the financial piece. So I would, I would release, I would even invest money in coaches, or I would invest in programs. I would invest in, in the business. I mean, simple things. I mean, who likes to pay their taxes, right? Who likes to like pay for things, but it's interesting that now as I'm, I'm leaning into like, okay, if I have a certain tax bill, or if I have a bill to pay, maybe it's my electricity, maybe it's my cable bill, maybe it's you know, my subcontractors, am I paying the bill graciously and saying, thank you. Thank you that I have this amazing teams to support me. And I'm investing this season them. And I know that this money is multiplying as I invest in my coaching and mentorship program. Am I excited about it? Or am I like, oh, you know, they're taking from me. This is resentful. Am I, when I'm buying groceries, right? Am I grateful when it's the bill? Because we have big grocery bills. You know, I think I I don't think we get out of the grocery store for less than three or $400. And there are times where I've been at the checkout line and I'm like, oh, you know, I'm cringing. And I'm like, wait a second, this is feeding my body provided 
that I'm being a good steward of what I'm depositing and what I, what is being withdrawn as well. It's like, am I choosing things that are nurturing? Am I choosing to give to things that are filling me up with life force? Or am I just spending a bunch of money? Am I giving away on things that I don't believe are adding life? And that would be a third piece here is as we're giving, what are we actually investing in? When we're giving our time, when we're giving of our energy, when we're giving of our money, if we're feeling resentful, if we're feeling, you know, angry about it, if we're feeling that contraction, let me ask you, is what you're giving this to, do you believe that you're investing in a seed that is actually adding life? That is actually multiplying or are you investing pouring money down the drain giving to people things that are not appreciating it right it says like in the word it says do not cast your pearls upon swine it's like do not waste your precious jewels like give to that which appreciates but also and this is also true with the food that we're spending money on when we're putting things into our bodies you know if we're investing in things that are life-giving, if we're investing in things that are multiplying, if we're investing in organizations or giving gener generously to, to organizations that we know are multiplying the seeds, if we're giving love and affection to our partner, we are planting a seed and it is multiplying. We're investing in that. If we're investing our time and we're giving graciously of our time to volunteer, to give to the kids, like, are we moving into that volunteer opportunity from a place of like, I'm here to multiply these people and I'm here to multiply because I know what I put in multiplies. These are some things that I've had to really lean into in my own life. And I would say, you know, receiving was a lot you know, I, I had my own struggles with receiving, giving even was even harder. I'm going to be the first one to raise my hand in here that I definitely had some princess energy for a while that I just wanted, wanted, wanted. I was very like, you know, for many years and in that space of either the princess energy or the warrior that always had to fight for things, but letting go of things was really, really hard, really hard for me. And trusting that as I let go of things and trusting that I invested in things that they would actually multiply and circulate. That, that has been a huge, huge piece of my journey and a huge piece of my work and, and why I speak so much about the supernatural principles, the heavenly principles of multiplication of prosperity. Because I do believe that we are created to be prosperous, abundant beings. And there's more than enough joy more than enough freedom more than enough you know financial freedom there's more than enough time for the things that matter there's more than enough in this world but we have been so conditioned to think that there's only so much so if if we're happy that means someone else is sad if we're wealthy that means someone else is poor if we're having an amazing experience somehow we're robbing someone else and we have to break free of this paradigm that is keeping so many people enslaved, trading, exchanging, you know, keeping measuring sticks in a state of contraction and blocking the flow of abundance in our lives. As we move into the prosperity principles of giving, the art of giving says, I give because I am full of the gifts. If I'm full of the gifts, whatever that gift is, if I'm full of energy, if I'm full of insight, I'm full of wisdom, I'm full of knowledge, I'm full of financial blessing i'm full and we have more than like we give we give what we have and we give definitely what we're full of and we also give what we have we have to bring to the equation
right? We give because we want to, because there's a desire in us to give, to share, period. Not because we have to, not because we're giving to get, not because out of obligation, not because somebody gave to us, but we're giving because we want to, period. And that comes back to that receiving, you know, when we receive the gift of grace, when we receive the gift of forgiveness from someone or someone buys you a gift, they're buying you a gift because they want to, right? And are we able to say thank you? I think about when God extends this beautiful grace, right? I know that God's grace is so beautiful and so powerful and grace is an ultimate gift because he wants to because that's who he is. Grace is who he is. Love is what, like, that's what love is. Love pours love. Grace extends grace, right? Patience patiently waits, patiently prepares. Patience is joy, exudes joy. That's just what joy is. There's not all this doing and having to do and having to perform in order to it actually begins by showing up in that state and giving it. And it's like a boomerang. It just comes back. You want more fun in your life? Start giving more fun to the things that you're engaging in instead of expecting them to provide the fun for you. You want to receive more love? Start showing up from a place of love. What is the loving thing to do right now? What does the love say versus what does my past say, my past program say? So the prosperity principle here is I give because I want to, because that's who I am. That's what I do. Nothing is required. I give because that's what love does. Gives without expectation. Love is not transactional. When I'm in a state of love and I'm giving my kids because I love them and it excites me and I want to come through for them as a mother, I give from a pure place. When I'm giving because I, we think we have to do all these things and cram all these things into our schedule, I'm not giving from the right place. I'm exhausting myself and it's rooted in the wrong things. We give because we have been blessed. We give because we have been blessed. And so we are passing on the blessing. In the next episode, I really want to unpack about becoming a powerful circulator. But that's what we're talking about is we are, you know, when we give a gift to someone else, it's not a tit for tat. It's not a, you know, a measuring stick. But I know that when we, when I'm filled because someone shows up for me, somebody gives me a compliment, like when my well is full, when my emotional bucket is filled, I'm then able to pour that into other people. So as we look forward, the more I am filled up, the more, if I experience something good, it's like pour it out. I always tell my clients, whenever we're working together and I practice this regularly is when I receive something, I automatically like I'm, I'm trained myself to start giving it away. If I'm reading something in a book, you know, if I'm going to a, a workshop, a seminar, I'm studying, I'm immediately like, okay, this is amazing. Who can I share this with? Be careful of the temptation to go and like, you know, right away, like fix somebody else with what you're doing. There's a difference between like, I'm so excited. I just received this gem, this good news. Now I want to share it with you. And I think this is one of the actual um, principles to success is to integrate quickly and share, pass on the lessons, the gifts, the introspect, the insights, the wisdom that we're gaining. It's not, yes, this is like aha for us. And once we've had it, we get to go pass it on from a state of love, from this energy of giving, from a place of excitement and sharing, sharing. And I give because I have completed my lesson, 
right? So a lot of times we're going through a lesson, a journey, a life circumstance. And we know, like, I always say, like, you guys have heard this, like, don't go show people your open wounds. Like, we don't want to just go and like gaping wounds, you know, spill ourselves out on social media or whatever. But after we've completed the lesson, we've gone through the battle, you've got the scar, you've got the lesson. Now it's time for you to share, to pass on your journey, your stories, your wisdom. And I, I, again, I share this a lot, you know, this is why I really believe in being open and vulnerable about our life experiences. Um, I share pretty openly. I'm pretty much an open book. And um, it's because I realized like my experience, yes, it made me evolve. It helped me grow. And it's there as a gift to help support other people who are struggling in the same process and the same point at the journey. And it's something I tell my clients all the time. Like once you go in this journey and you have this awakening, you, you awaken a queen inside of you, you awaken a king. We transform, you transform the relationship you're in. And you had these struggles in the beginning, right? Struggles with addiction, with sex, with um, affairs, you know, addiction to, you know, chasing all the wrong things, being victims, blaming each other, whatever. And we transform that and we heal it. We claim the healing that is ours. And we do the work in our marriages. We do the work in our relationships to, to reclaim who we are and to show up differently. I believe it's our duty. It's our duty to then pass on the lesson, to share our stories. And I am fundamentally really at the root of my being. Like I believe that we are here to share with each other. The more we're willing to put down the armor, put down the mask, put down the facades that we have everything figured out, and we begin to open, open ourselves up to raw, real conversation, to share with other people where we're at, share with other people our goods, share with other people, you know, where we're at in the journey when we're coming through it and share what we have. We don't have to be perfect. I love in the Bible, the story of the woman that's being called to give the little bit of oil she has, right? I talk about that story a lot because it is such a powerful story where you know, there was a woman who her son had accumulated debts and there was a huge debt repayment that was due. And if she didn't repay it, they were going to take her son. And she was told, go gather your, your jars of oil and bring them, bring them to me. And she was like, I don't, I don't have, I don't have, <laughs> I don't have anything. There might be some jars. And not only go get your own, but go gather all the empty jars that you can gather as many empty jars, empty jars with nothing in them gather, bring what you have. And she brought what she had. She was in obedience. So it seemed like so little. She brought what she had and she brought the empty jars as well, but she was willing to give. She was willing to obey and do so from a place of just trust and obedience. And we may or may not know the story, but the jars of oil were multiplied. The oil kept multiplying as, as the as the oil was getting poured, it just kept pouring, right? And it, it was enough to fill all the jars. It was enough to fill every single jar that she had brought, even the empty ones. And she was able to pay off the debts of her son and have enough for all, all of them to live out their lifetime. So it was such a beautiful story that I have leaned on so many times as I go through this, you know, have gone through my challenge with the uh, this, you know, abundance and prosperity and trusting in the process. That story from 2 Kings, 2 Kings 4, Elijah and the jar of oil, right? 
was so beautiful. Her husband was dead. Her son had racked up the debt, like, you know, or sorry, the husband racked up the debt. Sorry, I got that confused. You know, the man who he owed money to came back to her and said, now you have to repay your debts. And Elijah said, okay, what can we do? Go gather around, get the jars from all your empty neighbors, empty jars, many of them, then go in and shut the door behind you and your sons, pour the oil into all these jars and set aside each one that is full. So she went from him, she shut the door behind her and her sons, they took the jars and she poured and she poured and she poured. And when the jars were full, she said to her son, bring me another jar. And he said to her, there is not one jar left. And when there were no jars left, the oil stopped flowing. She then came and told the man, go and sell the oil and pay for what you owe. And you and your sons can live on the rest. And there was more than enough. Here's the other thing that's interesting about that story is when there were no more jars, there was no more oil. There was nothing else to pour. So I often find myself asking, you know, am I continuously gathering empty jars as well? Am I bringing what I have and always seeking what I think is empty to bring that, to bring that to the table, not to come from an empty place myself. I'm coming in service. I'm coming in obedience. But sometimes we don't bring things to the table because we think it's not enough. We think it's not good enough. We think we haven't done enough. We think we haven't, you know, got enough skills. We haven't got enough talents. We don't have enough fill in the blank. And the reality is we have more than enough. We have more than enough if we move in faith. So this isn't just about money today. The art of giving is about, am I giving appreciation where appreciation is due? When someone does something for me, when someone shows up for me, and I'm, am I pausing to say, thank you, I see you, I appreciate you. Am I training myself to notice and to appreciate what's there? How are we giving appreciation? Are we giving of our time? Are you giving your time with gratitude, with ease, with clarity around what you're investing your time and the things that multiply? And it, by the way, it is absolutely essential and okay to say no to giving of ourselves to things that are not appreciated, not respected, where, you know, time is an honor to invest our time in things that are actually energetically draining or contracting or making us sick. Maybe it's time to redirect where we're giving our time, our energy, our appreciation. And are we giving grace? Are we giving grace to those who haven't earned it? Because that's what grace is. Grace says, I forgive you. I love you. It is done. You don't have to earn it. I'm not going to hold it over your head anymore. I love, again, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to refer to a lot of passages today because we're talking about the supernatural principles, but I love when Jesus says, look at the birds of the air. They neither sow seed nor reap the harvest nor gather crops into barns, and yet Heavenly Father keeps feeding them. They're not farming. They're not collecting. They're not planting seeds, but there's always more than enough, right? And it's, again, coming back to observing nature. Look at the birds in the sky, the fish in the sea. Like, there is more than enough in the natural, in the supernatural. And um, we have to get away from this idea that we are the source of everything and instead begin to tap into the source and be ready to receive, be ready to plant, to nurture, and to multiply he also says, and by you, and who of you by worrying can add one more hour to the length of your life? 
Why are you worried about your clothes? See how the lilies and the wildflowers of the fields grow. They do not labor, no spin. Yet I say to you that not even Solomon in all of his glory and splendor was dressed like one of these flowers. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive and green today, and tomorrow is cut and thrown into the furnace, will he not do so much more for you? Be faithful. Do not be anxious. Worry, perpetually uneasy or distracted, saying, what are we going to eat? What are we going to drink? What are we going to wear? Right? Do not worry for your heavenly father knows that we need them all. First and foremost, seek first his kingdom and everything will be supplied unto you. I love it. I love how he says this. Basically what he's saying is don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow worries for itself. Being in a state of worries, being in a state of lack, being in a state of anxiousness is being in a state of scarcity, of contraction. So my loves, my warriors, today I invite you to move into a state of abundance, move into a state of prosperity by choosing, choosing to know that all that we need is always provided in perfect timing and perfect order. And we can begin to move things in our lives and out of our lives with grace, with being good stewards, with being intentional about giving to that which is life-giving, giving to that which honors God, giving to that which multiplies people, and doing so freely easily, graciously, knowing that as we empty ourselves, more keeps coming in. And this is truly the beauty in the art of giving. Thank you for being here. Thank you for joining me today. Until next time, I hope that this was helpful. You guys make sure if you're enjoying the show to share it with a friend, subscribe and review. And of course, if you guys want to connect with me, I love to hear from you. I love to support men and women in going through this epic journey to awaken the king and the queen inside to become powerful co-creators who give and receive abundantly. You can check out the link in the show notes and connect with me at connectwithchristinejewel.com to learn more about the coaching programs. Until next time, thank you for being here. Here's to the art of giving with grace, with ease, with gratitude. Until next time, I love you. Have an amazing day. Bye for now. Thanks again for joining me in today's episode. It is my intention to bring you valuable, heart-shifting content every time that will upgrade your life. If you're a new listener, make sure you follow the podcast so you can stay up to date as future episodes roll out. And I invite you to head on over and join my free community, Warriors of the Heart on Facebook. In there, you'll find bonus trainings, a game-changing assessment tool, and exclusive member-only offers. Until next time, Warriors, here's to loving fiercely and leading courageously in the untamed life, the only life worth living.